listening to everybody the solo album going on today don't have michael vincent check it on social media right here linkedin got the notification that we are live but i don't see anything on linkedin what's going on here story of the week that that caught my attention i'm dooner by the way this is what the truck story of the week that caught my attention was this this battle and well the big one for me is the battle between the brokers and the truckers but there's another one percolating and it's a universal versus AMC and Regal over video on demand. So what happened is Universal, they're putting out Trolls 2, Trolls World Tour, this movie, they did all the promotion, everything, pandemic hits, they got to close down the theaters, right? Universal says, fine, we'll just put it out on 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 demand, 1999, video on demand rental. I actually rented this for my kids. Makes $100 million. Everyone's happy, right? Well, the CEO of Universal said, as soon as theaters reopen, they expect to release movies on both formats, Sounds good. Well, no. Now AMC and Regal says they're not going to work with them. They're not going to work with Universal if they move to that model. This happens in a lot of businesses, right? Especially ones that rely on distribution models. If someone builds a better mousetrap, well, the cheese on the old mousetrap suddenly starts looking a little blue. I worked in the music industry in 2000, 2001, 2002. That's when like file sharing was coming in, right? Big change in distribution model. Music industry didn't really do much about it. They got pirated. Other companies pivoted. They built the architecture around it. Blockbuster saw this with home rentals, and now theaters are seeing similar. Instead of building a better experience for the customer, right, what are they doing? Now they're just going to complain to Universal, telling them they're not going to distribute their movies. Well, Universal wouldn't be flexing their hand right now if they needed the theaters that much. I highlight this story because it happens in every business, including freight. You have to be more than just a vendor, right? You have to adapt and get ahead of your client-customer needs. In any relationship, you have to provide a return to someone based on what they're paying, whether it be service, value, savings, whatever that may be. The war we're seeing in our industry right now, though, is being conducted on battlefield load board uh, with the open market, right? We got an open market here that matches trucks with freight. Right now, truckers are blaming brokers for artificially lowering rates, while brokers are pointing to the dynamic of the market, which fluctuates entirely based on capacity, volume, and demand. A load can't move without a truck, and a rate can't be set without someone being willing to accept that rate. Does that make it a broken model? Well. The debate rages on in our headlines. Before we get to those, this week's show is brought to you by HubTech. This month's What the Truck, sponsored by HubTech. HubTech just launched Tabby, a new task automation bot that helps you focus on what matters. To learn more, go to HubTech.com. Now let's hit the headlines. And let me pull you guys back up. Let's see. They're, they're telling me that LinkedIn is back up, and I'd love to communicate with you guys. So let me see if I can get this right here. Bear with me. I apologize. <laughs> uh, here we go. All right. Let's see if we're up now. Here we go. Here you guys are. Chris Jolly, TGIF to all of you. Lisa Petty agreed, TGIF. Preach it, buddy. That's Martin Mayotte. And Eric Sardis says GameStop built the gaming industry and has now been squeezed out. Yeah, I, I mean, totally. I mean, the one thing that GameStop, I guess, has going for it is they have some of those collectibles and things like that on the shelves, which do come in handy. First headlines here, TIA's Voltman, right? He took to YouTube to defend brokers uh, against anger over rates. We, again, we this was the topic of last week's show, right? Brokers versus truckers and the battle of bottoming Spock market. This week was only worse for all of that. John Kingston reports in an extraordinary video, the head of the largest brokers trade association defended his industry from online, uh, from online criticisms, highway criticisms, people being super angry, about 89 cent per mile loads. 
hard to blame them, right? Well, Bob Voltman, president and CEO of the TIA, he said uh, in his roughly three and a half minute video that it's actually some snake oil salesmen are having you believe that brokers are taking more than their fair share. He goes on, he says, there's a lot being said about truck rates and brokers today, but brokers don't set prices. The market does. Fair enough. The video comes as some protests by truckers on highways have called for higher trucking rates. In some of those protests, brokers have been portrayed as the villain in these plunging trucking rates, right? Online, the vilification of brokers in various Facebook groups has just been hitting a fever pitch. Voltman noted that the U.S. has shut down huge portions of its economy as a result of this pandemic. And since he says here and since mid-March rates have plummeted, nobody is getting pre-virus rates. It is the belief of some people are getting those rates. And that led to a statement about unidentified snake oil salesmen. Some of those are some of those videos we've seen online. I've seen uh, some rate cons on there. Looked maybe a little bit doctored. I, I can't say for sure. Haven't done a full investigation. There's a video on there by one Facebooker who he purported to be calling another broker. And the broker is saying that they're taking 65% of the load. But the problem with this video, the problem with this video is that there's no way of confirming who's on the other end of that, of that phone call. And we can only take this person's word for it. Here's the kicker, though. If you look up that, that Facebook person's video, and you Google his name with scam, you're going to find out some other things that they were in. So just be careful of the information you're getting, especially if it sounds a little bit, I don't know, if it fits in your confirmation bias just a little bit too much. Voltman cites the TIA 3PL market report. He said that in the latest edition of their internally generated report, which comes out quarterly, that brokers reported an average margin of only 16%, not the 64% that some have been talking about. A recent post on the popular group Rate Per Mile Masters on Facebook that kind of lays out the two sides of the, the, the debates here. One poster wrote, if you feel that you're getting ripped off by the broker, then why not go to the shipper and let them know how much their broker is paying you? Ask them if they think the broker is making a fair profit off them. The counterpoint was from another commenter. He says, my question has always been, why do we need a middleman eating up d- double digit amounts of what the profit would be? Uh, in the age of the internet, all shippers should be able to post their own loads and pay the carrier directly. I think you got to look a little further than the, the own hood of your cab, though, to answer that one. I mean, supply chains and services that many brokers provide extend far belong, far more than just providing inland transportation. A lot of brokers uh, act as a, a layer of liability. They, they give global trade services. They do things like duty drawback. They add a lot of enhancement services in there, providing more value than just a load board. But if they do, they would be just as exposed to the spot market right now. So therein lies the question, where are these vast margins coming from that everyone's being called out on? Well, the debate rages on. A convoy of around 70 small business truckers this morning, they took to the nation's capital. They've been there since 2.30 a.m. They're protesting the low rates amid the COVID-19 epidemic. The group plans to remain parked along Constitution Avenue until May 4th. So long time going to be sitting there next uh, three, four days in hopes of attracting the attention of President Donald Trump about the plight of the small business truckers. That's uh, from Scott Jordan. He's the owner of Powerhouse Transportation. It says uh, all morning truckers have been blaring their horns, which Jordan said is an SOS call to the president. More protests are scheduled today in Los Angeles and California, but they're not the only ones who are upset at the moment. Workers from Amazon, Instacart, Whole Foods and Shipped They're planning to work off the job today in a May Day rally that caps a month of protests by warehouse workers and delivery drivers over working conditions during this coronavirus pandemic. In a press release, organizers said the targeted companies are covering up the scale of the outbreak within their facilities, saying it's a lot more widespread than we have been led to believe. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true or not. The The organizers have also released a list of demands ranging from expansion of hazard pay and paid sick leave to installing quality control teams in each of the Amazon warehouses. 
The protest comes a day after Amazon released its first quarter earnings report. I don't know if you saw that on FreightWaves.com. But in that report, the retail giant said that uh, their $4 billion in operating profits are all going towards COVID-19 related expenses, such as keeping employees safe. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Another quick hitters on the news here before we call Ingrid up. Cushman, he's stepping down as CEO. Dan Cushman stepping down as CEO at PAM Transportation, effective today. Came pretty quickly. Story about that on FreightWaves.com. Bunch of earnings, too. If we have time at the end, we'll get to those. But this is a truncated show. Let's get Ingrid up on the line and see what she has been up to. Five, count of five. Five good minutes. Hey, Ingrid. Hello. Hi. How's it going, girl? Oh, it's going great. It's a beautiful day. Hi. <laughs> you're not out there. You're not you're not on the uh you're not on the National Mall with the the big May Day protest that a lot of drivers are doing, blaring their horns for Trump to hear. Uh no. <laughs> I'm in Santa Maria, California at the strawberry patch over here. Ooh, that sounds so, lovely. Yes, yes, I am. I'm I'm out trucking. Hey, come on now. <laughs> We got things to do. Ingrid, I've been trying to get to the bottom of this since since the big war sort of broke out between truckers and brokers. Now, it's been raging for a while, but it's at a fever pitch right now. What is your take on this? You, you've probably seen some of these the low low rent rates on the load boards. What's your take on the on the whole debate between the brokers and the truckers? You know, uh, we both know Cassandra and, and them, and we've been back and forth now on Fridays with her and that uh, on her conference thing, Cassandra Gaines. And, you know, we, it's been an eye opener for a lot of us, the brokers and the shippers and the carriers. And, uh, it's, it's been kind of neat. Uh, we're literally adulting. We've been kind of giving our beefs out, understanding what each other's beefs are, seeing how we can, can change those. Um, and I'll say this, you know, we as the carriers, we decide whether we want to take cheap rates. If we don't want to take a cheap rate, all we got to do is just say no. It's real simple. And you can go and find good freight right now, and you can find good rates. You just got to take the time to do the work to do it. Um, I don't do a whole lot of load board rates. Um, I work because I'm still in that old school mentality of pick up the phone and call somebody. Um, I kept my contacts close. I've kept my, my, my shippers close. And, you know, service says a whole lot for a carrier side of it. Um, if you're giving them the service, and the first impression when you have a driver roll up to that carrot to that shipper is pretty much a first impression that they're going to go back with or they're going to leave and never go back to. Um, so on this rate deal and all of this, you know, this back and forth with brokers and this and this regulations and all this, you know, I have my own my own ideas and people can agree, disagree. I don't care. That is we don't need more regulation. We have screened for, you know, getting out of regulation as carriers. We screamed about we're being overregulated, how to operate and how to run. And now we want to scream that we want regulation. That doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm really not understanding how do you go back to somebody who doesn't fall under regulating freight, which FMCSA is not a one-stop shop all place. You can't choose them to be your one-stop for everything in the industry. So I don't see how they could regulate freight. But I don't see where um, it makes any sense. Why are we going to go and work for all these years to try to keep from being mandated and regulated and exemptions and declarations just completely to whether I can go to the bathroom or not? But where are we going now back? Why? Why would we even go back and say, oh, by the way, now I need you. 
I need you to regulate. Oh, but I don't want you to regulate either. Make up your mind. I mean, you can't have it both ways. So me, I feel like it's a free trade. I feel like that this is something that has to be done between brokers, shippers, receivers, carriers. And I think that, you know, whenever you put uh, government in it, you're just asking for another hurdle and another speed bump that has to be taken and gone over than, than what we're dealing with now. Yeah, a lot, of, Ingrid, a lot of the arguments I hear that they seem to be coming from uh, smaller owner operators who probably don't offer more, many more services other than just just backhauling, dead hauling freight around. Right. And, and that's how they get their loads from the load board. And it may reveal a critical flaw in their business where when the spot market's down like this, if you don't have if you don't have business to look elsewhere, you're, you're highly exposed. Exactly. Exactly. I truly, and I, I've tried to say this, and and we we've, we've had these discussions the last few Fridays um, with Cassandra, and that is, and here's my point as as a you know Roland B, you know owning a Roland B, uh, and now as the company to our cleaners is, you know what, you got to have your diversity of yourself if you want to be a small carrier. If you can't diversify and you can't go to different niches and you don't have that solid ground in that, then you need to stop what you're doing and you need to establish that and get that established for times like this. Because this isn't going to be the only time this happens in life. And everybody might as well get used to it because the world's not normal anymore. Hello, (laughs) we're not normal anymore. No, you you can take and Ingrid, no. that's a danger, too. When you take an abnormal situation, you don't want to put regulation based off non-normal times because here's what's going to happen. Then then there'll be a whole new slew of complaints because you got to regulate both ways. If you're going to say Absolutely. that that you can only that brokers can only take X amount off the top, whatever percentage that may be, in order to get that concession, you are only going to be allowed to earn X amount off the top. And then who's your real boss when that happens? You just you just said the whole thing. You just took exactly what I was. I'm trying to express myself. You and I are on the same page, the same tables, everything. If you're going to regulate one side, you got to regulate the other. Why do I want more regulation? I don't want more regulation. I'm tired of having to be regulated. Like I said, when I go to the daggum bathroom. I mean, come <laughs> on. You know, it, it's like this is crazy. I mean, there's always you know the old saying: when enough is enough. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes people need to realize enough is enough. You know, and some, I said that with my major hillbilly twang, so I meant it. <laughs> well, I love it, Andrew. Some people in the comments here, they have mentioned, too, that and I'm seeing arguments from both sides. People are saying <laughs> Ingrid for president, great perspective, all of that stuff. Uh, some people are saying here that uh, they've been able to secure business and secure loads because they are seeing that brokers are charging too much money. But that's still a free market. Right. So if do your shopping like yeah. anytime you still yeah. have to run your business, even if it's bad times. And look at the earnings reports. I mean, a lot of people who are complaining about things. Look at some of these broker earnings reports. I don't think that the CEO of C.H. Robinson is taking a 50 percent pay cut and all the executives are taking 20 percent pay cuts and they're furloughing. 7% of the workforce because they're making money hand over fist. Exactly. I agree with that too. Totally. And you know, I am a small carrier and I, I, I do, I do watch very closely with the large carriers because if you don't look at these large carriers and these successful carriers like Flinger Brothers and, and it's so successful, if you don't look at their business models and you don't do look at their business practices and you don't see how they've made it and been successful like this, then you've got blinders on and you better take them off because these are the people that you're going to need as mentors and the people that you need to learn to make your business successful from. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Hey, Ingrid, um, this is what the truck. So we we have shorter segments here, but I may talk to you tomorrow on, on Freightways Radio if you're around. But uh, before I let you go, you were telling me something really cool, something that's going on. It's uh, it's is it Cancer Awareness Month or something? T- tell us what's going on. Yes, uh, May is actually Melanoma Cancer and Skin Chicks Month. Um, it's melanoma awareness. People who follow me, whether it be LinkedIn or whatever, is probably going to get tired of it, but you'll just have to do it. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, is it's an awareness month so that people are aware that you're coming into the, to the season of the sun. Uh, if melanoma is not just sun, it's hereditary and different things. So therefore, truck drivers, though, on the sun side are really susceptible to melanoma, skin cancer, basal cell, squamous scale, whatever, um, because you're exposed to the left of your, of your window while you're driving. The left side of your face, the left arm. Uh, a lot of your your truck drivers, you know, really find spots on the left side of their face. Them. Uh, I have have most of mine have been on my left side. I mean, on internal and left side. So you know, it is. You've got doctors, your dermatologists will usually do free skin cancer checks. Um, takes maybe ten minutes. If you don't, if they don't do free, all insurance covers it. Also, you'll find your truck stop clinics. Um, they also offer for the month of May, I've never seen one that hasn't for all these years that doesn't offer a free skin check and to see if you have anything that's, that's, you know, needs to be double checked or biopsied or anything like that. And most all those physicians can do a biopsy right there in their office and you're, you're off and gone and done. Good stuff, Ingrid. I love that you're spreading the good word. Everyone should go out and follow you on on LinkedIn, of course, it's Ingrid Brown, owner operator. Tyler Hard in the comments. He, he actually loves the load you're pulling right now. He said he loves the uh, the marine strawberries. Um, uh, Lamond Alexander said there's no excuse for 89 cent mile loads. Well, the the excuse is that your other brethren. I mean, the reality is that someone's pulling that right. If that's on the board, exactly. it's, it's, someone's pulling it. So that's. I mean, the excuse for the person who's pulling it, I guess there isn't one. I don't know why they're not parking their truck. Why they're taking those loads. Uh, maybe they haven't figured out their cost per mile. Maybe they're trying to, I, I don't know, trying to preserve a load board. It doesn't really make that much sense to me why you would run a business at a loss, but people are clearly doing it for those rates to hold the way they are. Exactly. You know, it, it's, it's, it's the, the don't haul cheap freight phrase came out many, 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 many years ago. And um, it's, the thing is, is it's not about don't haul cheap freight. It's about haul the freight that makes your business successful. Yeah, so no, I turn ha- it around. Uh, turn it around and quit screaming. Not you, but everybody. Don't haul cheap freight. How about turn it around to the positive side and say haul the freight that makes your business successful. Yeah, I, I have to agree, Ingrid. Uh, th- thank you so much for your insights today. We'll we'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate your time. Sounds great. Have a good one. You too. Take it easy. I <laughs> uh, love having Ingrid on. She's she's always a, she's always a breath of fresh air. She's been through. She's been through a lot, and she even has a, one of those highway rest stops named after her. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, Terry Inovavi says, no excuse, but there are brokers that feed on trucking. Yeah, of course there are. There's there's carriers that feed on people. There's brokers that feed on people. I mean, this is real life, right? We're all adults. There's a-holes around every corner. You just got to look out for them. You got to run your own business, and you got to stay profitable. And look, a lot of people are hurting right now as, uh, who's talking about pies here? Let's talk about pies for a second. Oh, it's Eric Surdy. He says, sometimes your piece of the pie is smaller because the whole pie is smaller. Everyone's slice is smaller. And hey, look, if you're trying to take too much, that load is probably going to be going somewhere else. Amanda Miller said, Ingrid with the knowledge bombs. Keep it going. Keep negotiations strong. That's Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, all good stuff. Uh, and uh, let's see. Sean Newsler says, relationships that you grow 
uh, can help you in times like this. And 100% agree with that, too. Let's get to that. Let's get to some bad news and some good news. First here is the DHL supply chain pricing power index. It fell another five points this week to its lowest total in the entire history of this thing. And it's been around for, for several months now, at least a few quarters. Well, the outbound tender volume index. So here's the good news, right? Good news. The outbound tender volume index has ended its horizontal slide and begun to climb its way back to normalcy. It may be several months before volumes return to pre-crisis levels, but things are looking brighter than last week. The capacity picture is still lagging behind and continues to be at historically loose levels. Spot rates did bounce in a few markets, but overall rates are still horrible. However, again, good sign. And we talked about this when we had our episode about the freight cliff over a month ago when we were seeing that peak in Sonar. We were seeing the market go down. We told everyone it was it was going down. These things tend to reflect a little bit after you're going to see them in Sonar, so maybe a week or two later. But the good news is that as volumes go up, so do rates because then there's less capacity. That's how this works, right? That's trucking 101. Good news, Amazon sales jumped 26% in the first quarter as consumers kicked up spending as they stocked up on goods to get them through the lockdown, buying all sorts of stuff. I've bought so much garbage off Amazon. Um, and it's almost like surprise Christmas because some of it's been showing up like two, three weeks later. And I totally forgot I ordered it. Then I opened the box and I'm like, oh, thank you so much, Tim, from the past. Thank you for getting me this gift. I'm very appreciative of my own um, irresponsible purchasing at night. But here's the bad news. Their profits dropped an even bigger percentage. That's right. Amazon's profits. So we said sales jumped 26%. Their profits fell 29%, though, because shipping costs soared. Get this, 49% over the quarter. So not everybody's getting that cheap freight. Amazon founder and CEO Jeff Bezos said in a prepared statement disclosing the company's first quarter earnings under normal circumstances in this sec in this coming second quarter, we'd expect to make some four billion or more in operating profit. But these aren't normal circumstances. Instead, they expect to spend the money four billion of that on covid related expenses. Some of those keeping employees safe. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, a lot of those employees or some of those employees will be pulling a walkout, a May Day walkout today. So we'll have to see what happens there. Good news, you're sheltered in place, but at least you're not alone, right? At least you have a partner to keep you company and to keep you sane. Well, wrong. <laughs> According to Vice and rumblings of many couples that they interviewed, weeks of isolation have brought to light a bunch of bafflingly bizarre habits that they haven't noticed from people before. And I highlighted some of the, the funny ones here in the, in the article. Kelly, 31 from New York, she said, my husband spins his pen in his hand, then drops it on the table at a regular interview intervals. It is driving me up the effing wall. A couple of days ago, I told him that if he did it one more time, we were headed for divorce, which was very rude, but I was completely unable to help it. Deirdre in Australia, she said her boyfriend eats almonds by slowly nibbling on the end of one, then shoving it gently into the side of his cheek until his face is bursting, looking like a cartoon squirrel. She hates it. It's driving her insane. Molly said to her boyfriend, Nick, he makes up songs about their dog. And uh, sorry to my wife, I do this too. And he said, sometimes the songs are really bad, you know, like Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name. He does one about their dog. Their dog's name is Buck. And he goes, Bucka, Bucka, Buck, Bucka, Bucka, Bucka. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick from Maine, I, this is Molly's boyfriend. He grabs the phone and he says that Molly is actually the really grumpy one. I'll be like, hey, Molly, want me to make you a nice lunch? And she'll say, Ugh, what's lunch? It's a pain in the A. Kyle in New York, he says, uh, or she says, my boyfriend, they have uh, the best communication they've ever had in his relationship, but he's vaping too much. Uh, I don't know. Is your significant other driving you nuts? I, uh, I don't know. Mine aren't yet. It's the days are driving me nuts. The monotony. Here's some bad news. You're supposed to go to Freight Waves Live Atlanta, but a pandemic hit. Huh? 
Good news. We thought of that. FreightWaves Live at Home is coming to you May 5th through 7th live, free, virtually. Go to FreightWaves.com. Click on events. Get registered. Did I mention it's free? All right. We don't have much time, but let's get to as much comment section rodeo as we can. Comment section rodeo. Speaking of comments, Gavin Chandler says, I'm a broker and I'm embarrassed to have to push these prices. I can't wait to push my rates back up. Yeah. Okay. Good, good stuff, Gavin, right? AE, first time on here. Love it. Hey, thanks, AE Logistics. Thanks for joining us. Martin Mayotte, he's, uh, he's, he's here too. He's got, he's got some laughs. All right. This is from the article, Driver Morale Rising, But Pay Questions Persist. After I deliver tomorrow, I'm deadheading 2,000 miles to the house and parking my truck, never to return to the industry after 24 years. Kevin says, after the pandemic, our boss dropped our pay 20%. After only running less than 3,000 miles in 13 days, I came home indefinitely. The real SOB is he got a PPP loan, but that 75% payroll will go to his children. Can't let a crisis go to waste. The epitome of greed. Gotta love a small family-owned business. God, this is the worst industry in America. A lot of frustration. A lot of frustration. That's why this has been the topic of several of these, these shows. From the article, volume stagnant, now 8% below year-ago levels. And again, that volume drives the market. Volume is the market. OTVI, live it, love it, learn it. Mike, he says, how about a story on the drivers of these trucks? You know, the human element to the industry. Unemployed drivers, and there are many, are in many cases collecting roughly $23 an hour to sit at home for the next 36 weeks. There's quite a bit of coin. Imagine if you and the wife, that is $1,800 a week. Hell, if... You just hit the lottery. Think these folks will be coming back to work anytime soon to that 17-an-hour job? I saw an article the other day. Uh, a gal got that payroll protection funding, and her employees pulled a mutiny on her. This is interesting, because a lot of times we hear comments like this, and it's like the glorification of unemployment or something, as if like that's really the place to be. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure if that one really jives with me, but I understand the frustrations and where all of these things are coming from. James Voltman in video defense brokers against anger over rates. Uh, the shipper won't post their loads themselves because they take on the risk of their load being stolen. A good broker goes through a screening process with the carriers they use. If something happens to a customer's load, a broker, they are, they are beneficially fully covered. This is not the case if they are choosing who they get their loads to. The shippers that need to pay the worker or likely more workers to perform these daily tasks. Uh, Reverend Danny Santos. This guy is another fat cat. That is another big-headed scammer and needs to not make a penny for three months if you have in the last two years. Brokers have no clue of the real sacrifice. Uh, and then Doc says, Brokers don't set the prices. Brokers fix prices. They'll play one shipper or trucker against another until they inflate their rates. The problem in today's world is there aren't enough loads for customers. For them to, to do this, Voltman is the same dude. He's the same dude that whined that brokers couldn't afford the increase in the bond. Brokers are the lowest form of life in the transportation world. A festering postulate of the buttocks of the trucking industry. Kind of got gross near the end. Um, something good. Red Roof, an economy hotel chain with 550 properties in the U.S. is offering truck drivers in need of a break during coronavirus pandemic. A special take a break truckers day rate starting at $29. The promotion is aimed at drivers who can't find a reliable truck stop or rest area on the route and need a comfortable place to stay to rest before getting back on the road. Ample truck parking is available at all participating locations. We heard Drury Hotels doing something similar. I think it was 59 bucks. A night, two meals, you got parking, good stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. Look me up on LinkedIn. Carry the conversation on there. Really appreciate 
you guys joining us today, dealing with the, the early technical difficulties. We got that smoothed out. No, it's going to be awesome and badass. Freight Waves live at home next week. We're going to catch you all there. It's going to be awesome time. Live, free, virtually. Little cowbell for everyone in the show today. We got Chandler, Megan, Connor, Lee, Chris Jolly, Martin Mayaw, Thomas Smiley, Frog Global Logistics. Asso Trablono, A Logistics First Time Listener, Gavin Chandler, TJ Corella, Jamie Vogel, with all of you guys listening to What the Truck, Hope White, Shane Usler, Christopher Hayes, thank you so much, Amanda Miller, Terry Ivanov, Hector Padelia, of course, Ingrid Brown for joining us. Go and get, uh, go and get yourself checked out, too. You're worried about melanoma. Now's the time. Take it easy.